0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into it. Can the Clone Wars from Star Wars actually happen? So, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you will know that I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, I'm one of those nerds with all of the encyclopedias, the art books, visual guides, graphic novels, everything. Well, one of the fan's most beloved time periods in Star Wars is the Clone Wars. Now, for the layman, this was a war fought by an army of cloned humans versus an army of a variety of robots called droids. And there is everything to be had story-wise in this era, especially with the Clone Commando novel series by Karen Travis. And I do mean that these stories covered everything from war crimes political corruption and manipulation, questions of using slaves and slave armies, uh, if the droids should have rights, mystical questions about the universe, espionage, um, clone relations with the Jedi uh, in the Clone Commando novel series. Spoiler alert. One of the clone commandos actually gets with a Jedi general and they have a kid so there's all of that too like how do you raise a child during wartime especially if you're a soldier much less if you're a commando or a general and it's it's a ton of fun so the question came about could the Clone Wars actually happen in real life if we could have two countries or two sides of countries allied against each other using modern technology could they enact something as close to the Clone Wars as possible and with the info that I've gathered it all suggests that It is entirely possible that the Clone Wars can happen in the not-so-distant future. Alright, so firstly, let's look at the clones. Let's see if we can't set them up first. Now, in Star Wars, the clone army was this massive army of rapidly aging, flash-trained humans who were made with this biological inhibitor chip that ensured their complacency to being given orders. And it didn't matter what those orders were. These clones were trained in advanced combat arts and tactics by a litany of mercenaries and soldiers recruited by one of the galaxy's most notorious bounty hunters, Jango Fett. They were trained, conditioned, and programmed so well that when they were ordered to slaughter the Jedi who who they had served for years, they did so without hesitation. At least in most cases. So, can we create such a fighting force with modern technology? Well, let's look at the first known human clone Eve Eve was born on December 27th, 2002 so she'd be 22 now and she's created by the human engineering company CloneAid. Now, when asked by the press and the feds all the company would say about Eve was that she was alive and healthy and that the, they were keeping her identity a secret for her safety Now, that does make a lot of sense because, of course, cloned individuals would be a modern marvel, right? Uh, They would be hounded their entire lives, poked and prodded by medical and pharmaceutical companies, uh, universities and governments, all with their own curiosities. Now, CloneAid's website is still up, by the way. (laughs) It's pretty easy to find. Uh, even after the federal government chased them out of the states and into the Caribbean islands, although the website does look super old and out of date, and uh, it's it's kind of kind of hokey, you you can tell it was made a long time ago. So a little bit um, later in uh, twenty thirteen, at Oregon State Health University, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, but. Shukart, Metalipov, Metalipov, I guess, uh, and his research team, they had cloned animal embryos thousands of times successfully. Until they finally succeeded in cloning human embryos in an effort to create and study embryonic stem cells. So we can, in fact, create human clones. That is a thousand percent real life technology that exists. And then we pair that with CRISPR. CRISPR is the gene editing tool that allows us to modify the genetic makeup, conceivably allowing for the creation of a subjectively biological perfect individual. Now, whenever we say that somebody has quote unquote good genes, imply that, oh they have a natural musculature they have luscious hair, they're very tall while being really good looking well a CRISPR edited person would have the perfect genes so our clone soldier could be made to be 7 feet tall, we could increase their metabolism to be unnaturally boisterous Uh, allow for rapid muscle growth and uh, they they could heal wounds really quickly Um, we could increase the chances of the clones having a higher retentive memory so they can retain information a lot more uh, with a lot more certainty while being able to learn faster They could be engineered to have the ability to develop thicker skin and bones twice as dense as a normal man, giving them the durability to endure vast amounts of pressure without effort. So, their body armor can be way heavier and thicker. It could have more computerized systems. Um, We could basically put Halo armor on them, right? The, The Mjolnir armor. And it's going to be a lot heavier than the standard soldier's 60 to 100 pound kit of armor and equipment. And just to add a dash of flare to the mix, how about let's give our cloned army all a Neuralink in their brains that allows them to control and operate a paired computer or phone, all of which we could compact into their helmet, so they could literally operate the computer in their helmet like... Master Chief does from Halo, or the Clone Commandos from Star Wars Legends comics. And we actually already have something like that with the helmets that pilots wear in Apache helicopters. The helmet has this really attentive uh, visual system that uh, uh, all a pilot needs to do really is to turn their head, in a certain direction, and they, they can switch on this function that allows the helicopter to then go in that direction. So if I look right, helicopter's gonna turn and go right. If I look up, it's gonna go up. And if it uses the same very intuitive technology with their weapon systems, if I look at what I want to shoot at, and then shoot, that's where my machine gun is, is going to shoot at. So we, we already have something kind of like what the Neuralink will allow the soldiers to do. So we can in fact create an army of clones with modern technology especially if one of the militaries of this world's superpowers, like the US, China, or Russia, were to throw all of their weight behind it. Imagine the trillions of dollars that are allocated to secret projects or research agencies like DARPA, which sounds right up their alley, and there is a ton of uninhabited land just out in the middle of smack dab nowhere. Just miles, and miles of nothing. If I'm the government with a secret cloning program, that's exactly where I'm building my massive complex. And I'm going to build most of it underground, so it can't be spied on by foreign countries, or looked at with Google Maps, or weather balloons. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm putting most of that underground. And it's gonna have to be big enough to house and train hundreds of thousands of clone soldiers now our droid army and for me this one this one's a little bit more complicated and kind of silly just because of the direction some of the advancements uh, have been made in where the the general zeitgeist of science has has gone. I mean, we have delivery drones and uh, automated warehouse robots that have sensors telling them uh, when things or people are directly in their way so they can either stop or plot a path around whatever is in their way. Um, There are advanced AI programs that can spit out Uh, thesis letters, they can write poetry solve complex math equations hell, and this is where it gets a little bit more silly, there are even highly intuitive sex robots that have AI in them that come with such advanced programming that they uh, they, they can respond and interact in such a way that their mimicking of a real life prostitute is really uncanny and that's kind of ironic because you are having relations with a tin can (laughs) and I mean this kind of stuff has been around albeit not as advanced but it's been around for almost 20 years and we've had uh, like androids Uh, we have this android named Actroid who could talk with reporters during the Wired Next Fest in New York, 2006. There's also an android named Junko Chihira that has speech recognition, and program ver- its programming is really similar to ChatGPT. Now, this android works in a tourist information center in Tokyo which is a pretty great idea, actually, because someone from another country can ask it a question, and the android will be able to recognize and respond in that person's language rather than in Japanese. Now, probably the most advanced humanoid robot is named Sophia, who was made in 2016, designed by Hong Kong-based Hansen Robotics. Now the purpose of this robot is to gain social skills and actually learn. And it's embedded with this neural network and AI to be able to recognize human gestures and emotions. So they're they're trying to create actual artificial intelligence. like Completely autonomous, Uh, I I mean, chat GPT and modern AI programs still need a human being to push a button, right? Even to turn it on or or to access it or to tell it to go, a human being still needs to press a button. The purpose of Sophia here is to learn and develop and grow to the point where there needs be no human pressing a button. So yeah, she she can respond to questions and uh, she can act very appropriately and react to human interaction. Now all of that is really just to highlight the advancements made in the area of robotics because Nowadays, they they all have very free range of motion, they can move, uh, they can move their arms, they can walk, right? But where does all of this apply to our droid army? Oh boy, here we go. So in 2021, the Israeli Defense Force created a robot system named Jaguar that moves around on a platform base with six really thick wheels made to maneuver over rugged terrain. It has a mag machine gun, high-resolution cameras, transmitters, floodlights, and a PA system. You know, so whoever's giving it orders can speak to you. Or, I mean, I guess it probably has some pre-programmed speech. If it comes across some people that aren't supposed to be in an area, it can tell them to leave. Well, which is nice, you know, having a conversation with a killer robot. It's not something that happens every day. Now, this Jaguar system is only semi-autonomous, right? It has a really limited range of functions that it can do on its own. So, it does need to be controlled by a human handler. Like, it, it can it can move around rocks or trees, or uh, recognize that it's about to run into, say, a crevasse or a ravine or something, so it can plot around all of these things, right? Just like the warehouse robots. Now, let's replace that human handler with an artificial intelligence program that we have loaded up with stratagems to fit combat scenarios, and then let's put that same Jaguar system that houses that AI into one of the human-like androids like Sophia. Let's load it up with some armored servo motors and recoil mechanics. So it can it can run, it can take a hit and not fall. Uh, it can get shot and still keep on trucking. Uh, We can also install the same kind of technology that is used to link drones together in a network and allows them to share information uh, necessary to engage and destroy targets. So now it has this collective Borg-like network and advanced targeting array. And just for the hell of it, let's slap some machine guns and high-intensity point lasers on it. And we basically have a Terminator, but maybe we can narrow down the kill parameters so that these Terminator droids can only kill their clone opponents. Maybe the side with the droids can somehow obtain the DNA of the clones and hardwire the droids to only be able to kill human beings that match that DNA profile when they are scanned. And since everyone's DNA is rather unique, this will save us from a total world annihilation apocalypse of having to fight these hyper-advanced battle droids. But because of the more streamlined and popular avenues of creating androids and artificial intelligence these Terminators can also think and recognize human emotion and learn from combat engagements pretty scary shit (laughs) so our clone boys certainly have their work cut out for them I mean they do have a lot of advantages like human intuition And if we raise them like they were raised in the Clone Wars, both in canon and in Legends, then they'll have this deep-rooted sense of brotherhood, and, you know, that kind of bond will carry them through some really hard fights that almost seem unwinnable. I mean, it's one of those human X-Factors that you almost can't account for. Uh, They can also grow, and constantly improve and, uh, you know, the Terminator droids, they have to wait for a software update or hardware advancement. I mean, the droids can still learn from their engagements. um, And the, the ones that learn don't even have to be a part of the battles since they're equipped with an advanced network that allows them to share information in real time over their communications arrays, thanks to our modern drone technology. So, who wins? I mean, the real question was, can the Clone Wars actually happen in modern day with the technology that we have now? And I think the answer is a clear and resounding, yes it can. But who takes the W? I think it depends on a couple of things. The, the numbers, how much is poured into each development program. Um, I don't think that we would be able to rapidly age our clone army. So we would need to be constantly growing and training new batches year after year. And it would have to be thousands of clones grown each year in order to replace the fallen ones but with droids if we can rig up factories where everything is built, installed, tested streamlined and rolled out in a manner of weeks per droid I mean we could have hundreds if not thousands of droids per week so if the side with the clones isn't careful they'll be easily overwhelmed. I mean, this would also make it necessary for the clones to be incredibly tactical and focus on minimizing casualties as much as possible, almost waging a war of attrition, draining the other side's resources bit by bit. Now, I think the clones have a good chance of winning, but they're also fighting an army that doesn't get tired. They they don't experience fear or mercy or have priorities other than killing the enemy. Now this could be a deciding factor in this war. Those differences between an organic versus metalloid army and I think for the droids to win, they'll need to employ a lot of swarm tactics and put the clones on the defensive immediately. Catch them off guard. Put them on their back heel, right? Attack the clones home front. Target high-priority individuals like generals or politicians so that that side will need to pull massive amounts of soldiers in order to protect them. And then the droids will need to issue task forces to heavily populated areas to take hostages, kill civilians, um, take over key infrastructure. Now for the clones to win, they would need to employ some more surgical tactics, right? Hit the droid factories, tamper and sabotage the resources, um, make sure that You know, everything that, like, the supply lines going towards building the droids get disrupted. Um, Maybe they develop some really heavy armored tactics and utilize a ton of EMP bombs or modified handguns to take them out in face-to-face engagements. Either way, I I don't think that there is a clear winner in this case. Uh, I mean in a war where both sides are so well advantaged and equipped it's going to be the side that employs the tactics that do the most strategic damage that I think will win so yeah we can have the clone wars and we probably will who knows Uh, a government or two might be housing some sort of secret military program, or I don't know. I hope I'm long gone before it happens, but it would also be kind of cool to see. Not gonna lie. Yeah, But that is all I have for right now, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends. And may the Force be with us all.